I've gone away from photography and I've come back every time. And what keeps me coming back is it's the one thing I have never tired of. I smile every day when you say that there's something that, you know, like you get to do what you love. And this is genuinely something I love. I will work harder for this than just about anything else. This is the Photo Business Help Podcast, a resource for photographers of all levels from brand new to burnt out who believe that business growth starts with personal growth. I'm your host, Natalie Jennings. I created Jennings Photo back in 2010 and have been happily full-time since, but not without some mistakes along the way. Those lessons, plus what's really helped me thrive financially and personally are what I wanna share with you so you can grow with your photo business too. You'll also hear stories from other photographers and industry folks, as well as my favorite ways to be more mindful and happier on this journey. It's episode 400, 400, 400 photo business help episodes. It's always wild when I get to a milestone like this. And thank you for coming along with me on this journey. I know so many of you have been listening to the show since the very beginning, and I appreciate it so much. I wouldn't have a show without you. So thank you very much for listening. Today, I have a good friend of mine, a past associate of Jennings Photo, and someone who I just love chatting with. Lisa Quinlan and I are kind of just covering all topics. We start out uh, just kind of getting into some conversation about her sports photography, but the conversation ramps up and we cover so many different topics from the best thing that we've brought into our business to what to do, what not to do. I mean, we just kind of cover it all and we've both been in business a long time. So there are definitely some nuggets in here for you. And uh, we have a lot of fun just chatting. So if you are in the mood for just listening to a couple of people have a conversation with each other, grab a cup of coffee and tune in and enjoy. So are you one of those folks that say, "Ugh, I'm not blogging in my business because it takes so long and I don't know what to say and it's hard to choose photos and it's just a long process and I know I should do it, but I don't. Well, I've been there before, but one of the things that completely changed this game for me is when PickTime rolled out their blog feature early spring in February 2023. It not only allows you to create super, super beautiful blog posts, but you can do it so, so, so fast working with galleries that you've already uploaded for clients. So there isn't any doubling down on anything. And now they've added AI to this process as well. So you may have your feelings about AI, but if you're one of those people that's like, ugh, I don't know what to say, then let AI write something for you. And then you can add your own little voice and flair to it after it's done. It's a way to get things started. It's a way to help you get past that resistance of trying to get a blog post out or maybe multiple blog posts out. It's just one more feature in PickTime's bajillion amazing features that I think is fabulous. So if you're on the fence about trying PickTime, they are offering you one month free when you upgrade to a paid plan. So you can just try it. And if you find that you don't like any of these awesome features that I always talk about, you can cancel. If you go to pick-time.com, P-I-C-T-I-M-E.com and use the code PHOTOBIZHELP, you get that one month free when you upgrade to a paid plan. So that's pick-time.com, use the code PHOTOBIZHELP and try that one month free and get going on your blog because yes, it's still a relevant thing and it's something that's useful in growing your photo business. 
Hey, photographers, tired of staring at a blank screen when writing emails? 17 Hats has introduced a game-changing AI email writing feature called Hattie. Now, with just the click of a button, you can create polished, professional emails. So whether you're responding to leads or building templates, Hattie will elevate your communication game with the power of AI. It's just one more way 17 Hats helps you manage your business better. So go try 17 Hats for seven days for free and use code PHOTOBIZHELP for 50% off your first year. That's up to a $300 savings. Check it out at 17hats.com. Use code PHOTOBIZHELP. So I didn't want to tell you it was going to be episode 400 because I didn't want you to be nervous about what we were going to talk about. But I figured since you've been on my photo journey for probably longer than anyone else that I know. Mm -hmm. I think so. Working with me and stuff. So that's why I thought it'd be real fun to have. So you brought the old, the really old lady on. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. No, we are the, we're the matriarchs. We're the, or we just have the most experience. We're experienced. Yeah. Experienced. No, but so it's episode 400, which blows my mind. Very exciting. It's always fun to like celebrate. 400 but you and I talked about last time we saw each other we talked about some of the sports stuff that you have done which I think would be cool to just hear about what you're doing but I also Mm -hmm. thought it would be fun to just talk about what's happened in a decade of doing this you know what's changed we were just talking I hit the record button because I was like damn it I always want to record stuff that gets talked about before the record button's on but we were talking about gear and how I reluctantly need to upgrade my gear. And I don't know, there's just lots of stuff that's happened. You and I have been doing photography a long time and you've been an associate for me and a friend and et cetera, et cetera. So a landlord. <laughs> <laughs> Can we even use that that anymore? Is that PC? Probably not. Really? Ah, I don't know. Is Sorry. I, I don't know. know. No, I don't know. I don't know either. There's a lot of, speaking of change, a lot of things have changed. We can't yeah. use master bedroom. We can't, you know, so. Yeah. Um, well. But I'm still, I'm, st- I, I, I'm a lady and a lord. That's fine. Yeah. Mm. A landlady. Can you be a landlady? <laughs> <laughs> I, I can, you can call me a landlady. <laughs> it's all, um, <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Well, for context, you had one of the favorite places I've ever lived in, which was which I affectionately call the little house and it was across the street from you. And I lived there for a few years. I moved in 10 years ago, I think. I think it was 2013. It might've been 2014, but I lived there three years and it was the best. It was the best. I love that. So, you know, we got to see a lot of each other during those years, but also we had already been doing photography together and shooting together and doing what at that point I was doing like loads of weddings. So you and I were doing some of that. And anyway, so let's I do want to ask you about the sports stuff because I don't do sports stuff. And I definitely know a few folks that are parents and that have kids growing up in the sports stuff. There's at least one person listening to this that has thought about doing this themselves because their kiddos are are doing the same thing and your kiddos are, you know, teenagers and, you know, in that that age group. So like, I'm just curious, we don't have to get into super technical stuff, but what does that look like for you? Like, what are you what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, what am I doing? Yeah, that's a good question. What's the sports stuff all about? 
Well, sports, like you're saying, I have kids and it just kind of, it's something I'm passionate about. So I love to take the photos. And then I thought, well, if I spend this much time doing photos and I've heard, I've heard good things. People have said, you do such a good job. that why not give this gift to other people and, and work in my off season? Because obviously, you know, for most of us portrait photographers, fall is super busy. January, not so much. Super and then you, and you go into like even spring. So, well, why not just take photos? So the, things that I've landed on one of my my absolute favorite is the documentary style for shooting and that looks like yeah you just show up and you're taking photos of kids but how do you monetize that or how do you create a business model out of that yeah Um, I have to say I'm still working on that myself Um, something I'm just kind of creeping into I know that there's a market for it what's uh worked for you you know like as far as what you've done so far like you know you've probably tried a few things yeah so so far, what has worked, um, I've done a couple of different packages just to kind of sprinkle out there. What has been the most effective has been I, I would show up, take like one picture of every kid. So kind of like, a, you know, the the individual portraits. Right. And then I stick around and I do an entire session. I'm not a session, but I, I say for like, say two hours, baseball gets tricky. It can be, it can be <laughs> an hour or it can be three hours. So sometimes you have to just put a limit, you know, I'll be here for two hours to take photos, but then, you know, anyway, so you decide that for yourself, but I would want, um, and that gives the game day. So I've said, okay, it's going to be, I can either do one or the other. I can make a package. So if I show up for just the team photos, let's call it, it's this price. If I stay and do the rest of the photography, it's this price, or I can just do the, the game day as well. And I've created a couple of different packages that way. Um, I always upsell, do you want a coach's, you know, album so that that's like a gift at the end of the season. So that's been a nice little um, add on something that differentiates yourself from like the life touch of the world. What does it look like? So you go to a game mm-hmm. and let's say football, cause it's not baseball and baseball can go on forever. Do you have a list of parents or people that you're reaching out to or let's say someone's just wanting to do this for the first time ever like what 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 would you recommend that they do to to sort of get that first round of photos done and the first clients notified or or like how do they how do they even step into this I guess is probably what I'm trying to ask yeah I, I mean for me it's pretty easy because it's my kids so that if it's my kids team, obviously they're going to just love the photos. So I just send a link out. I would say in the beginning, of course, I don't, I haven't charged um, for my kids teams. Uh, That feels weird and awkward to say, here's a bunch of photos I took now buy them from me. Probably a smarter business person would do that. I don't, (laughs) I'm not saying you shouldn't, but I haven't had a ton of success trying to get those so it's kind of like giving them the first freebies, especially if you've never done it before. You kind of want to see if anybody even wants the photos. I guess that's kind of how I look at it. Mm-hmm. The portraiture, I feel like, is a different thing because that's something you everybody almost has to agree upon in the beginning. Um, hey, I'm going to do this. And then, you know, and then just like with the, with the ones that come to your school, there's a, no obligation to buy. But if you want to, here's here's a a way to do that. So I, I don't have any magic bullet. I mean, I've just now had people starting to come to me because they see I do it and they want me, they want that. Yeah. That for their own kids. 
And so I would say doing the freebies, putting it on your website or putting it in social media, letting the kids spread that around, um, the images in the very beginning is a good way to start. Now, if you are already, you've been doing this for years and you just, you know, you have a really good solid, then approaching maybe the coach and families yeah. is, is a better way um, to get, get your foot in the door or just to, if that's something that, you know, I, I, I have to say, I don't know that this is without making it doing bulk, you know, the, like you hear about the, just doing any type of photography in bulk. I don't know that it's, super profitable i'd love to know if it is <laughs> somebody else says it is one actually one one other way i was gonna say i have not done this yet but i know people are doing it and they might do this this year during club volleyball season is you get paid to follow one child around oh so like i take photos of the entire team and it's kind of you know it's just kind of whatever the action is right so i'm not really i try to get one of every kid just because I just, I want every kid to have a little something. And then obviously if you're trying to sell images, you need to try to get every kid, right? Mm -hmm. But when we were down in Florida, we, there were people down there that were taking photos. You would just go up and you'd sign up your kid with the number, tell them the, give them the schedule. And then somebody would follow them around throughout the entire tournament. And it was one price and they had a diff couple of different ways. One was they just, it was like you signed them up and then you'd have to pay for each image after that. So you still had to pay, you had to pay, let's say $200 to have somebody follow your child around for this time and this time. Then if you wanted the images, it was an additional price. That seems like a great model because you're getting kind of like almost like a depositor or retainer kind of upfront and then they can buy extra like stuff at the end. Yeah. Yep. And then they, it was like 45 per image, something like that. And then, so that's a, that's another way to just kind of hone in. And I would say people that are doing that, you know, have have either they they just they just want those images and they they want to be able to sit and watch their kid. I mean, it's and they have somebody being able to document that, which I think is I, w I want somebody to do that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. There's a lot of photographers on the field with me and I always go up and talk to them. What are you doing? What are you shooting with? And we chit chat and then we look at each other. Did you get the shot? I missed it. Oh my gosh, you got the shot. <laughs> <laughs> so there's, you know, you like on a field like football, it is hard to get every shot. I mean, they're so far away from you. What are you uh, shooting with? What would you recommend like, you know, having uh, if you're going to just have one lens to go out there and try and do this? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I don't <laughs> I don't have it yet. I just upped, I have a mirrorless Canon. I wish I would have gone Sony. That's what everybody's shooting with. That's what I've heard is kind of the, the standard for, this is just from the people I've talked to. I'm not saying that maybe there's something else or um, I don't think Canon is, has caught up to like the high speed that you might need for sports in low light. Yeah. I've heard Fuji is fantastic as well. I know a few people shooting on Fuji. Yeah. Who knows, though, right? Because, like, we've done the Canon Nikon thing for a decade, and, like, it's whatever. You know, you just kind of, yeah. And maybe they'll catch up, or maybe they'll realize, ah, that's not. Because I think, yes, you said Fuji, and I think there's one other one. So, again, I haven't even looked into it because I'm Canon. I'm like, I can't handle buying more right now. But, but like, for that video option as well, I mean, with sports, oh, I wish I had. i I done um, video and love it. I think mm -hmm. it looks so crisp and clean. It's so, and it automatically focuses for you. Um, it's, it's a really, that's another area, which I haven't even 
begun, but could be open um, to a lot more sports things. Because, of course, you can miss the shot all the time um, if you don't have it. If it's not fast enough, like mine just is not fast enough. It won't even. Anyway, so what I have, you asked what I had. I have a Canon mirrorless. Oh, my gosh. Is it R6 or R5? I think it's R6. It doesn't matter. It's one of them. Yeah. And then I have a mirrorless lens, which is like night and day for this, um, for low light situations. So it's still very, very good. 24 to 70. Oh, that works for sports stuff, like 70s, 70s enough. Oh, I'm sorry. Wrong one. 70 to 200. (laughs) The other one. That's nice. Yeah. I'm thinking of the one I want. I want the other one because when I'm on the sidelines, I can't, I love getting the up close shots of the kids, you know, kind of talking and because again, for parents, they love the action shots, but you can imagine O-line, you can never see them. (laughs) Even you get to, you know, so I want them when they're coming off the field and they're talking to friends as well. So, so having both that wide and, and that long makes sense. I mean, that's, and you almost need longer. I, the people that I'm shooting with, they have even longer. They're up to 300, 500. Wow. And to get those across the field shots, yeah, you kind of need that. But I'm not there yet. And I probably will rent and I'll let you know how it goes. Yeah, no, that's it's. I just wanted to kind of just pick your brain about it because I know that there are a couple of people in my world that have mentioned wanting to do it. And like, I'm sure, as I said, there's like a listener or two that are like, thinking about doing this and I think what you said about just like having a fee to focus on like one kiddo or one family of kiddos or whatever and just uh then they can buy the photos later seems to make a lot of sense but um I'm sure you know anyone listening that's already doing this like feel free to send send a note in or or uh follow up on this conversation because it's not something I do but it's something that I think interests other people and it interests me because it's not something I do so I'm like how do you do this and what's it like and what do you use and all that kind of stuff I think there's going to become a a bigger market for it going forward I'm just I'm researching so a lot of the coaches um colleges they want to see kids that have their own Instagram for their sport really or I should just say their own social page, whatever that looks like. Yep. And so they want to see not only the video, which um, some apps like Huddle and things like that have it for them already made, but they also want to see what they're doing. So to have those other images in there and more video um, could potentially help kids with that arena. I, I can't, I, I mean, I'm just, just researching. So I would love to hear too, if somebody else has more, more experience with this. My kids are uh, ninth and 10th grader and we'll see how that goes. We have no, we're not going to go D1 or, you know, but even if it makes sense that colleges are just kind of looking for that, I think it could help. And then the NIL, of course, with being able to make money for kids. Um, So yeah, it's definitely out there. And with social media, I mean, everything changes on a dime. So who knows, it could go that direction or, or not, but it'd be fun to be a part of it. There's so many things I could just ask you. Usually when we talk, we just talk for hours, but I want to at least keep it photo centered. But Mm -hmm. (laughs) what have you done in the last 10 years that you will never do again? And what are you loving besides the sports? It's a good question. (laughs) I don't think I will. (laughs) I don't think I'll ever do the wrapping of the babies again, the newborn shots or, you know, uh, that posed. Mm -hmm look Mm -hmm. 
beautiful, just not for me. So sweating. I don't, <laughs> the, I don't, I don't love that. And probably weddings. I don't think I'll ever do again. The 12 hour wedding, uh, a small yeah, backyard yeah. for a friend type. I could do that all day, but even that would have to be for a favor at this point. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think in general, just knowing as you get older, what you want to spend your time doing. Mm-hmm. And that is something that is, it's a, it, for me, it's a season. It was a season of life. It was really exciting for me to do that. And now my season is with my kids as, as a sport in, in their sports. I don't know. And as kids start to get married again, maybe I'll change, <laughs> change yeah. my tune on that. You know, I mean, yeah. everything kind of ebbs and flows, but I think all of it has been training me. I mean, I, when you're on, when you're doing weddings, you learn how to take photos that are meaningful and documentary style and you have to be on all the time. You have to learn your lighting. You have to be confident. So I've taken all of those things into what I'm doing. Learning that I wasn't a baby photographer was great or in that style. I just did a, a an in-home newborn session. I'll do those all day. I love that. That's that connection piece. So I learned, well, my style, it lends itself to this, this, and this. And um, I think that still is what I'm trying to do with sports is I still want to document that day. I want to see the joy, the pain, the 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 camaraderie of, this, of the players. Those are all things that I try to, to get. And I, and I actually really love the portrait where the kids get to bring out their, you know, personalities. And, and so all of it's just kind of trained me to get to this point where you know, you just kind of put it in a different place. So instead of yeah. two couples being wedding photography together, there's two kids who are best friends, you know? <laughs> totally. I think we talk about this, or I do on this show a lot, but I think it's been so valuable for me. It's just so valuable to try out different things because there are people that are a thousand percent dedicated to swaddling newborns and doing gorgeous newborn photos and just would never want to touch a documentary sports session with, you know, a 10 foot pole and vice versa. Right. So it's like mm-hmm. listening to people, you know, talk about what they like and what they don't like should never influence what you like and what you don't like, because we all have definitely like a different proclivities and different talents and, and just doing what you like. Sometimes I think finding what you like can be really surprising. Like I'm sure for you, you weren't thinking about sports 10 years ago, but now you're like, Oh, I really love this because my kids are doing it and didn't think it would be that much fun. Or I don't know if you remember when I was doing food photography for heavy table for those oh, yeah. few years, right when I started. And I did not, I kind of fell into that because they needed someone to fill in and I ended up doing that for a while and it was something I never thought I would enjoy and it it ran its course in terms of I wanted to pursue other things more but like I really liked doing food photography for editorial stuff for a while and I never thought I would like it. There's this and there's this uh, photographer I wish I could I'm blanking on the name because I'd love to give her credit but there's a photographer here out in Excelsior that does gorgeous big, large family posed portraits, <laughs> which like just saying that out loud makes me cringe a little bit because I just do not want, I get those emails and I'm like, oh, but like, I love that. I know somebody that I can send those people to, you know? So it's like, I think this is like a long winded way of me saying like experiment with stuff and try stuff and like be okay. If you get sick of doing something, I mean, I don't do weddings right now either. And 
and it trained me and it's totally fine. I think like embracing the evolution and not, I work with a lot of photographers that are like, when am I going to arrive at like the Mm -hmm. point where I'm like doing the thing? And it's like, I think if you think of it, like you're never going to arrive, you're just going to like keep moving through different phases and different styles and get, hopefully get better, not worse. But, um, yeah, I think as, as true artists, all of us, the reason we go into this is we need to create. And I think that is, we get bored. Well, for me, like you said, some people, mm-hmm. they can do the rocket and they've done it. But I still think even within that small um, niche, they still are trying different things and styles and you're constantly wanting to just kind of push and try something new. And so I think that's fine. Like you said, I mean, maybe some of us take longer to get to where we need to be. I mean, maybe, maybe I'll land on sports and that's where I'll stay. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. But I know that I, I know people are my subjects. At least I have that much down. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a yeah. landscape yeah. photographer, but I can appreciate it. Like you said, I, I think there's room for everybody here. I think there's, there's so much that can be done and so much that people are, um, are able to do that. It's just fascinating. That's why it's this wonderful community. We get to hold yeah. each other up and try new things and see what we like and maybe get there a little sooner if we have this community backing us. Somebody might say, oh my gosh, you've been doing this all wrong. This will take you to the next level by using this, this or that, you know, so that's why I think it's, it's just such, I just love this community. Well, that reminds me. So what's something that you've, I mean, I can share something too, but what's something that you've added to your workflow or your photo life that's like I don't know how I ever lived without this good that's another very good question I I know I didn't prep you I'm just like I just wanted to talk to you today I would say probably some of my some of the software um for contracts (laughs) honestly (laughs) (laughs) which that's a funny one to say but in order to make money you have to be able to get the money yeah no that's Um, (laughs) and I kid you not, if somebody says, oh, I want to book with you and I have to make the contract myself, like put in their names and their emails, I will put that off. I don't know why. It's not even hard. It's super easy. When I can send somebody a link and I make them do it all themselves, done. I can do it over text message and I'm just like, la, 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 and I'm going about my day. Yeah. <laughs> but when I have to sit down and it's like, a, I don't know. So that's something for me personally is like putting away that side of it, like the administrative, whatever I can do to make that work on its own. I've had that chat with Audrey as well. Like just the, like the admin stuff really, she's said on the podcast many times, like I just, that stuff gets me off track. Yep. And then it, yeah, it's just, that has, and I need, I have things that I'm going to do that are going to make that even quicker and faster, but that has also put a framework because I have to come up with the days, right. You put up on your calendar and then people look at that and that, opens it just frees up my mind to be like yeah sometimes I might have sessions those times and Mm -hmm. I can just take them off and I'll be you know nope I don't shoot Sundays or whatever it is and nope those are my available dates I think the key to like having an an auto schedule or like Calendly or whatever you use Dubsado uh, 17 hats it doesn't matter I use Calendly for my tarot reading stuff and and for this podcast you know to have like guests come and book and stuff and I think the key for me is to make sure that I just check in with it like once or twice a week, like make sure that anything that I don't want on the calendar is taken off the calendar. Uh, that's the only, only problem I run into is that like sometimes somebody will book something automatically and I'll be like, crap, I forgot to take my availability down for that day. 
So that's something with um, the one that I'm using. It If I have something in my Google Calendar, it'll automatically take it off for me. It'll mm, say, oh, you yeah. already, you're double booked. And Calendly will do that too. But okay. sometimes I won't remember to put like personal stuff on my calendar. So like if I've like, sure. if I'm like, oh, I'm going to run errands and just have the day off on Tuesday or something. And then I'm like, ah, shit, somebody, <laughs> somebody. Yeah. <put>. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's the only thing I have to like remember to stay. But other than that, it's so nice. You're right. Just to like, I love that you said contract software, but <laughs> This is the stuff that gets people bogged down when they start business. It's like the stuff that it's where you make mistakes, where you might forget that you even have a shoot or you've forgotten that someone's paid you or not paid you or whatever it is. I mean, this stuff is like really important to get right because then you don't have to think about it. And we don't want to think about it generally. I mean, some of us like I'm fairly organized. I'm very Capricornian, very like, you know, that's just like I'm organized. So it comes easier to me. But if if it doesn't come easy to you, like find something like you said that can can make it easy for you so you don't have to think about it absolutely that is definitely and then now um just to bring in um equipment i have i said i have the mirrorless and having the telephoto or the zoom lens i yeah didn't realize how much i love that (laughs) and i don't have to move as much and and I forget to move sometimes. I forget. I'm like, wait a minute, you can move and change angles. But it's helped me to just be able to compose quicker, especially with small kids that are might like might be moving very fast. Mm-hmm. I don't have to chase after them and then have the camera shake and some of those I can just zoom in really quick. So that has helped my workflow just so that I can get that shot quicker. Mm-hmm. Then I can create more of the like towards the end of a session, for instance, I can get more creative and feel loose. And just if I don't get it, it, it was all going to be gravy anyway. Um, that was one. When I was switching lenses, I still love to be able to have the creative freedom to switch lenses and have a fixed lens but um, or a prime. But I just know that sometimes I lose that amount of time. So yeah, l- little minor things, but that's a creative um, choice. I, I wouldn't say that it, it's for everybody, but yeah. for myself it was kind of like a aha moment. Yeah, totally. So your favorite thing these days is family stuff. It's family and sports. Yep. Yeah. Cool. If I could do that all day. Well, and then, well, and I'm going to throw in one other thing. Now I've just started to get into the like headshot kind of corporate. I like a really crisp photo. I think we talked about that, how I'm like, I actually might kind of like this, but we'll see. We'll see where that one goes. It's not my wheelhouse yet. And I don't, but again, it's like seasons because I'm of the age now where everybody around me is like, oh, I need to update my headshot. Where do I even go? And and I'm like, well, why don't you come over here? It's interesting that you brought that up because I was just thinking about myself and like, I I feel like I have two different me's inside of me when I'm working because I <laughs> I can get I can get super artsy and ethereal and moody and poetic and like. I'm drawn to that kind of photography, like just, you know, movement and, you know, all that kind of storytelling stuff that that we love. But mm-hmm. I also do a lot of headshots and they're marketed as creative headshots. So they're not just like with a backdrop, like, you know, right. suit and tie backdrop. Like that's not what I generally love. But like headshots have to be pretty clean and crisp and well lit and they're still pretty standard. Like you're not asking someone in a headshot session to like 
be, you know, you're not, or rather you're not expecting to capture like those fleeting moments of like movement and emotion because there really isn't. It's not like mom's hugging her her kid or something. It's just like someone standing there awkwardly like, help me. I'm trying (laughs) to get my my hand. Yeah, totally. No, I mean, that question is very common. But like, I also love that. Like, I love a crisp, clean, beautiful headshot session. And I love working with grownups that take direction really well. And I love just being able to like, place people like hey go stand over there cool that looks good and then I love just kids running around and just those moments and it's two totally different styles but I think they balance each other out I'm learning this is 13 plus years of doing this I can't believe that already like I'm learning that having both makes me happier yes I I feel the same way because I I often fall into that where it's like you need that balance because you need to have the creative freedom. And yet sometimes it's like, no, I want to knock it out of the park. I want this to be a billboard, you know, style. And you mentioned like, or we were talking about where have we come and where have we gone? So I started my entire photography journey. I started, I wanted to go to the Miami ad school. It's an advertising school. And I loved that. And I'm finding myself kind of, kind of going back to the, there was a reason I started this. That was my first love was creating that, that look something that could be an advertisement everything yeah. I do honestly I want to be an advertisement <laughs> and and it and like literally, and that's like in my head I'm like it, you know so that TikTok you know trend that came out it could be an album cover I'm like yes everything could be an album cover because yes. that lends itself to crisp and clean and then artsy right and so that's kind of how I look at everything and sometimes I'm like yeah we're gonna do the really messy sloppy one today and and we're gonna have that that album that looks like the 1970s. I need yeah. that today. Yeah. <laughs> I think this is such a cool point to bring up because it's like if you're listening and you're like struggling because you're like, I love doing posy newborns, but I also love doing like rock and roll bands. It's like, well, it's great. Like you don't have to do just one thing. When you're first starting out, I recommend showing like the same stuff so that you can start attracting an audience and that you can like actually feel focused in your work and you can get really good at one thing. I think I think it's easier to do more than one thing when you're already really good at one thing. It's almost like get good at one thing, then add something and so on and so forth. Like you don't have to show everything you're experimenting with right off the bat. But if you find that you're getting really good at live music and you're also getting really good at posed newborns, like, great, figure out a way to, you probably want to brand that separately, but, you know, do both, you know? Yep, absolutely. That's something this year I hope to do, speaking of that, is separating my, because they are, they don't look alike, my sports and my family photography, and so I need to separate that brand. Um, it's still under the, the one house, but um, I would make a separate, like, Instagram for instance, uh, because it's sometimes I look at it on that feed and I'm like, this, this looks like two different photographers. And it is, I am very gritty and, you know, high key for my sports. And then my family definitely is, is a different look. So that's so cool that you said that it is two different photographers. So if you feel like you're showing up like two totally different ways, it's definitely worth it to try and figure out maybe a line of demarcation there because you are going to grow your audience more quickly at least in social media if people get the vibe right away if you have a really kind of messy not messy but just incohesive collection where it's like oh this is what 
you know, people just naturally aren't drawn to that. They want to kind of understand, like whenever, pay attention to when you start following people, it's because you see something that was in the algorithm that you thought was cool, then you go to their profile. And if the profile is consistent with the thing you liked, you generally follow them. So it's, but if it's like, if you have to search to try and figure out like, oh, was that just a one hit wonder? And maybe I won't follow them because this other stuff doesn't look like stuff I like. So, you know, particularly if you are that person that I just, imaginary that I just made up that like is the rock star you know music photographer and the newborn photographer like those audiences are so vastly different that you're going to want to separate it out and I don't know maybe you can separate it out really well on the same website but just social media might be something that you want to split up absolutely and that's a thousand percent so I'll be working on that myself because I know I don't like it I almost I look at my feed and I'm like well, and I'm talking about photography for sports and tomorrow it's like Christmas minis and it doesn't, it's not telling the story <laughs> that I want to tell. It's very confusing. So I would, that would yeah. probably be the, and, and also I think when we look at our own profile grids, which maybe we're doing more than anybody else, it does t- tell that story. Am I being consistent? So if I have move all my sports over, I can say, yeah, that's what I want to see. And I want someone else at a glance to look at my grid and go, oh, look at all these awesome photos. And you get into a whole nother topic yeah. on, on how to get the algorithm to work for you there, because it's that's another thing I've been doing with all the social media. You wouldn't know it from my own <laughs> Instagram account because, of course, I'm too busy doing it for everybody else. But um, absolutely playing with different, you know, is it a reel that's going to catch their attention? Is it carousels this week? Is it all the different ways to make that? more effective we'll get people there and stay so yeah yeah you, that's what you want you want them to look through all your work fall in love right totally and I think it's easier to do that and then they can and then they have to have us yeah <laughs> and then they have to have us <laughs> then they have to have your brand and then you must work with me yep. isn't that the best I love when someone says I've been following you and I just haven't reached out you don't realize how many people will have done that I've been following you for a year now and I just realized I have to finally pull the trigger like Yes. Yes. So how do we get them there sooner? We got to we got to help them along that journey, right? Have all these reasons like reach out sooner. We'll we'll make it work. So and it's the classic just just to speak to this like separating different offers and audiences. Like it's the classic people need to see things multiple 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 times before they buy and especially if it's expensive. Like yep. my own purchasing habits, it's the same thing. And it's like, I'll see something and then I'll be like, hmm, and then I'll see it again. I'll be like, hmm. And then, you know, it might be four yep. or five, six times. And there's a ton of research out that you can read on that exact thing. But if you are one day talking about Christmas minis and the next day talking about like, <laughs> you know, like branding headshots, the audience is not only going to get confused, but they're also going to be disinterested probably in half of it. And then also that redundancy isn't going to have the same effect. So it's like that idea of like, one thing, one offer over and over and over again, that's how you really truly will grow your audience is just like hitting that nail on the head over because they are seeing a bajillion other things that day in addition to your thing. So absolutely. But now you just made like now I'm more excited than ever to start it because I was just thinking (laughs) I bet people don't even you know, they might see my photos and they're like, how do I book you for sports session Mm -hmm. or a documentary and I'm not making it very clear yeah and I don't know that I have it clear either and so like you said you almost have to make it so easy press this button connect with me we'll make it work you know and and then they could go to you know a website or a blog and and get more information yeah 
but having all of that out there. So yeah, absolutely. There's so much other than taking, just getting the photos started. Then there's all that again, that contract work, Natalie <laughs> goes back to that. Just bringing it home. I need a salesman. That's what I need. Yeah. Most of us are not natural born sales people. I would say on the creative side, there are a few and that's why they're really good at what they do. You're good at that. Oh, thanks. I don't feel like I am. I'm always like, I mean, you're, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll work in a little, you know, maybe a trade. Like I'm done with that. You know, I actually yeah. I don't do that anymore. But um, that's how I was yeah. always approached. Somebody's like, can we trade? I'm like, no, but I don't want a massage. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't already paying for one. And now, anyway. Uh, but I don't want, I don't need anyone to fix my car. No, I think trading's great if it works out, but if you're feeling forced into it, it's it's not good. And yeah, selling is yeah, it's a whole thing. But back to like back to that thing is like, you know, if you can just focus on one audience at a time and if if you do have to bring people back to just one website, you could even just have the main page be like newborns and live music and then they click through and they're not getting any of the other. I used to say this about way back in the day when we all had business cards instead of like QR codes and social media accounts, one of the first things that I was talking about in my in the Escape the Cubicle class was being careful about what you put on the back of your business cards. If you're a photographer that has a number of photos that you like or one photo that you like or whatever, because I would have like a cute picture of a kid and then I'd have a really cute picture of like a couple at a wedding and the First of all, if I was talking to someone that was interested in family photography and I only had the wedding card, it seemed weird or vice versa. If like someone was like, oh, are you a wedding photographer? And I had just this baby. They were like, cool, but that's not really what I'm after. You know, so again, that's showing what you want to sell. And then what if the person that you're giving the card to doesn't like the photo that you chose? Because that's the first thing that they're seeing of your work is this one photo that you happen to like, but they might have zero connection with and they're so much less likely to follow through. So, I mean, if you are going to have a business card, I recommend just not having a photo on it and just making them go to your site. That was a tangent, but you know. Oh, it, it actually, it makes a ton of sense, especially in this day and age when you can have them go directly to your site, socials, all of that, where hopefully you have a plethora of images. Yeah. yeah. That's all we have. Really, I mean, that's the first sell for us is our images. And that's, yeah, that is yeah. definitely something. Well, and here we are, we're at, at November. So all of us probably have a, a year in review slideshow we can put up. You know, ah. have that be the first thing they see. I used to be so diligent with those. And now you just reminded me that I think I'm going to do one again this year. I have to say, if anybody, like the easiest way to do these is Reels and TikTok. I have completely gone away from all the heavy lifting software that you have to like ugh, drag them all in. And, and I mean the creative freedom that you could just use with the template and I can throw up there in about an hour yeah. is amazing. That yeah. has really revolutionized how I do things. So I do have a TikTok account again, super disjointed. It's something that I have <laughs> to get better at because I was just playing, you know, I was like, yeah. what's this TikTok thing? And then I'm like, oh, <laughs> it's amazing. And it's a time suck. But it also, it's one of the few that you do not have to worry about your algorithm as much. 
Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, like your like your grid, I should say. Um, you still have an algorithm, and actually, but you can get on people's for you pages a lot easier, and it's just it's a machine. And if mm-hmm. you are in that that wedding, or I'd say the younger group, for sure you have to be there. You have to have a presence. Um, us older people are like what? <laughs> so that's hilarious. I, and I'm sure there's something even newer than that that someone's gonna tell you like are you still doing TikTok and you know there's all these other ways well and for people that just got stressed out thinking about having to be somewhere else (laughs) yeah right I strongly recommend just uh you mentioned templates so like you there's a bunch of apps and stuff out there where you can do templates for reels and stuff and like you just do it once and put it on Instagram put it on Facebook put it on TikTok it doesn't have to be that you go to each platform and make a whole new thing and I'm sure you already know that but if you're stressed out like just see what you can repurpose as best you can. And if, and if you can't, you know, then don't worry about it, but it's actually quite easy to just repurpose stuff for multiple places. Oh, absolutely. And I do that as well. I'll take it through, I'll make it in one and I just keep repurposing it everywhere. So if you do follow me, you'll get bored, but, (laughs) but absolutely. I am not going to recreate the wheel every time. Um, I just meant it was so simple and I like TikToks version better of how to create it's got um, some things are a little bit nicer but then sometimes it's nice to have like a Instagram that doesn't let you make as many changes so you kind of have to just do whatever mm-hmm. whatever they're for and again at the end of the day people what are what, looking at this for 30 seconds so unfortunately we put in all this time and effort and that's something else I would like to stress even if it's not perfect just it's really about being consistent in content that you're going to just get out there so if it's it's people are going to look at it, unfortunately, for 30 seconds. But the more you're there, the more they'll see it. So I also have to say that it needs to come from the heart. Like there, there's some kind of thing in your body and in your soul and in your creative spirit that translates differently when you put something out there that you are excited about versus something that you feel like you have to post because you haven't posted in a couple of days. Right. A great example of this is so I have three Instagram accounts because of Jennings photo photo business help and my tarot work and they're all very different things and I I don't think they intermingle well I've thought about it a lot but um, of all those accounts maybe if you don't know this about me I'm a total plant and animal nut like I just love animals and plants so much I'm probably in the wrong career but I (laughs) I do a lot of you know I've done a lot of volunteering with animal shelters and rehab centers and stuff and I'll probably someday have like a hobby farm or something but anyway the most popular thing that I've put on Instagram and TikTok out of all of the things I do was a reel about me live catching a mouse in my house (laughs) and showing people how to humanely release the mouse and it's so cute he's like poking his little head out and looking around and checking out his new environment. And then he climbs up on a log and jumps into the shrubs. And I mean, it like it was like within an hour, it had like 800 views on TikTok and like 40 comments or something. And I was like, man, like I love this stuff, but apparently other people really love this stuff. So I think, you know, sometimes the stuff that's like closest to your heart is going to be the stuff that goes the farthest with your audience. Oh, people, ab- people can feel that. Absolutely. Absolutely. My dog has an Instagram account and he gets <laughs> way more likes and views than I do every time. It's like, yep, I people know. love what? Kids and puppies, right? So 
Isla was also, so much fun to post. I mean, I miss her to death. And I still post some of my faves, but it was like, I just took, my whole phone was photos of her. And so it was just easy to share them. And people loved them because I think because it came from the heart, you know? Yep. And they get to know you, right? That I yeah. think that's something that is is so fun. I mean, people know me as probably my kid's mom because I show a lot of them. It's like you, you were saying, I... I probably show too much of them because I feel really comfortable taking photos of my kids and sharing for the world that, you know, this is, this is what sports photography can look like. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I get held up because when it's for the other and it's like a paid thing, I feel like it's, I don't know, there's just something different about that. I don't know why, I don't know why there, there should be any different differentiation, but it's like, yep. So then I, but then I come back to maybe I should show more of my work <laughs> instead of right. just my kids. But it, but then that goes back to you saying your passion, what are you passionate about? And I could probably throw up a lot more um, sports photography just because for me, that's something I'm passionate about. That That's something that I just caught in the moment. I didn't create the moment. Does that make sense? Which, so for me, I love, yes. I love that versus sometimes with families, you have to curate that. Or create it, kind of set it up a little bit, yeah. A little, yeah, a little bit. And then there's moments where I'm hypercritical, like, oh, I should have told mom to put her hand down, or oh, mm. I hope that you know dad doesn't mind that I caught, you know, the top of his head and he's got a receding hairline. Um, you know, I mean, there's so <laughs> there's a lot of things to think about that I overthink. But sports, like, well, that's how it was, you know. Yeah, Getting tackled hard, and I got that. So anyway, yeah, no, that's cool. One final thing I'll say in this sort of smorgasbord of sharing today, which yeah. I, which is exactly what I wanted to do for episode 400. Like, just what's on your mind? I bought a Polaroid camera. Well, it's funny because for a long time I was like, I'd, oh, I'll just take it with my phone. And then I have the little Polaroid printer, like the Instax printer. And so I could make Polaroids without having to take a Polaroid camera everywhere. But from a, I'm reading Rick Rubin's The Creative Act. And it's phenomenal. It'll be on my bookshelf forever. You can crack it open and read one paragraph and blow your own mind. It's like one of those like densely rich books that's amazing for creatives. But one of the things that I've been trying to challenge myself to do is just use things a little differently. So I've been like today, you can't see this listening, but I took this Polaroid of, I'm showing you Lisa, of a pumpkin on my front step. Just, it's just a pumpkin, but I liked the light. And it was like, mm -hmm. I'm going to take a picture of that. And then I ended up writing a poem about it. And then I got some new ideas for like something I want to do with my website. And I think my point is, is like switching it up, whether you decide to just pick up a pencil and a piece of paper and draw a picture or whatever, I think can be so useful for the creative act for just getting your creativity moving and doing something different and, um, and getting excited about what you're doing, you know? Absolutely. I do that with nature. If I don't get outside and get to walk around, it's like you just get stuck in one thing. And I love that you just share that because it just got me thinking how, yep, I have to go. When I walk around, all of a sudden I got 9 million other ideas and they actually seem good. Like I'm not just, saying <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'll get ideas for sports or for whatever it is that I just think is great. I like that you said they actually seem good. That's so, I, Okay. <laughs> I'm going to leave people with this. Okay. I'm going to share this with you too, but I, this is a part of the book that I took a picture of the passage and it's this idea of inspiration so you were just saying like you go out for a walk and you're like suddenly you have a million ideas or like 
for me, it's usually like right before I fall asleep. But he's he's talking about the gift that inspiration is, that we don't always get inspired. I mean, so often we just have day after day where we're like, um, like I'm not, you know, where you're not really feeling, you're not feeling it. And so I think if you can look at inspiration as a gift, it kind of shifts your perspective. So here's here's what he says. In terms of priority, inspiration comes first. You come next. The audience comes last. These are special moments and are to be treated with the utmost devotion. Our schedules are set aside when these fleeting moments of illumination come. Summon your strength and commit yourself on behalf of this offering, even when it arises at an inopportune time. This is the serious artist's obligation. I like that. Isn't that beautiful? And it's just that idea of like really honor your inspiration and do something about it. Like I wrote that poem, you know, I used to, I did creative writing in college and I don't write that much anymore, but I was like standing, I was doing something else basically. And I was like, ah, I got to write this. I just, and it's not probably super great, but it's like just honoring the fact that something dropped into my head and, you know, wants to come out. Yeah, absolutely. Lean into that and just figure out if that's something that you want to go towards, I think is always I mean, I, I jump around a little bit too much, but I think that you figure it out pretty mm. quickly and that all of these things are gifts. We can figure out what which one we want to go to, and it's all going to bring you to the place that you're going to be the best. And you'll know it because, like you said, you'll be passionate about it, and you'll it'll start to work, and people will start to see it. He talks about, you said, like, you jump around too much, but he talks about these ideas as, like, seeds, and so, like, like that poem or something might be like a seed and I might never ever come back to it but if you have like a lot of seeds to choose from like some of them have the potential to like keep growing and keep growing and keep growing and so it's like at least get them out there like at least start collecting all your little seeds and then and don't feel bad that you're going in a bunch of different directions I think we have this like western like productivity like linear thing where we're like if I get an idea I have to make it into a business or something. <laughs> you know what I mean and I exactly. think especially as a business, I mean, look at me, I'm doing like a bajillion. Th- it's like, just get it out there and don't judge it and just do it and then come back to it or don't. Yep, I agree. I, and in my own, I've looked at that as these are all things that are training me, you know, so like you're saying, whether they I make a million dollars off it or not, I'm training like, oh, that helped me learn that skill. Or so if you can take something away from from each of those things, I think it's definitely worth trying. I'm going to go sprinkle some seeds right now right when we're done with this. <laughs> Let's just wrap it up then. Where can people follow you and where are you in the world? I mean, I know where you are, but. I'm Grey Duck Studios and everything is pretty much GreyDuckStudios.com. Until I get my athletics going, it'll be Grey Duck Athletics but, um, or Grey Duck Sports. I don't know yet. I'm going to go I'm gonna go pick up some seeds and figure out which one yeah. it's going to be. Yeah, but, figure um, it out. Yeah, I'm in South Minneapolis. Hanging out pretty much by like Nicomas anytime. <laughs> if you see a lady with a red wagon, it's probably me. <laughs> oh, there's a tool for you. Don't carry around that heavy camera bag anymore. Just put it in a wagon. It's the best <laughs> just thing put it in ever. a wagon. You have like it's like a collapsible wagon though, right? It is. I yeah, it goes in the back of my my car, and I and then my just clients throw, throw their in junk it. in it. Yeah. yeah. I I love I love my red wagon. <laughs> <laughs> I need to just put great photography on the side. And, yeah. 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 Brand that shit. 
I know there we, I mean, and I've never done, I, why not? Right. If you see a lady with a red wagon, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I showed up to something else and someone else had the red wagon too. I was like, I knew it. I knew I had something going. She was a mom actually. And she wasn't doing photography, but um, <laughs> it was at my photography session. She had the same wagon. She had the same wagon. She did. I mean, everybody can buy this one, but we both brought it to the session, which was hilarious. We were both driving our <laughs> red wagons through the entire session. You can, you can imagine. I am imagining it. It's hilarious. <laughs> Great. And we'll have links to your stuff in the show notes as well. But thanks for just chatting away with me on this 400th episode. I think it's fun. I didn't want to have a plan and I didn't. I just wanted to cover whatever popped up, whatever we've learned. And hopefully there's a gem in here for someone listening, which which was you know, my goal. Oh, one thing I forgot. And I just remembered, what is one thing like a quote, or a something motivational or something like that has helped you on this journey, or that helps you in life, or, you know, something that you kind of turn to that always picks you up, or that you want to share with people that's like, or just something you've learned, or just, you know, advice. Well, one thing I've learned is that well I've I've gone away from photography and I've come back every time and what keeps me coming back is it's the one thing I have never tired of I I smile every day when you say there's something that you know like you get to do what you love and mm-hmm. this is genuinely something I love I will work harder for this than just about anything else and so when I think back to what I what I've done and I hate um, I should, that's a strong word, but something that doesn't bring me joy that I don't wake up to every day, ready, you know, excited. That's what brings me back here. And, and it's been, there's, I get burnt out for sure. Um, so I always think about, well, what would you rather be doing? And I can't think of anything. There's, mm. there's nothing on earth, literally <laughs> that I would rather. And I, I always try to fold I feel like I can fold so many things into photography, whether it's there's the other side of me that loves to, to try new things, travel around our state, find out what's um, amazing. Maybe it's other small businesses, whatever it is. And I want to tell the world about it. And I kind of do that through maybe visual mm-hmm. means. Of course, I'd like a photo of it. And then I want to tell everyone, you know, you have to go check out this trail with your kids. It's an amazing hike, but it's still encapsulated within photography at its purest which is I want to go take amazing photos there it's like having a little treasure (laughs) a little treasure for myself and I remember these times and I just that's not something I necessarily will have a career with but it's a side passion so I bring all of these things so I guess I don't know if there's a a, a quote in there or anything to say other than do what you love find that niche that brings you if it's not making you happy then then just you know try something else yeah yeah, that's that's really lovely because it we can get lost in the business so easily and in the money and everyone's in a different situation and sometimes you just got to make the money. But like if it's not, I mean, this is what happened with me in weddings, you know, like I, I will never close that door. You might hear me next year saying like, I'm doing weddings again. I doubt it. But it just, I I noticed myself showing up and not having my cup filled I started showing up with like a little knot in my stomach and a little bit of dread and a little bit of just like oh god and I think if you're noticing that in something that you're doing you know like switch it up or or don't don't keep doing it because it's not 
it's not worth it, you know? Absolutely. You'll, you'll figure it out. If it, if photography is your, is your medium, you'll figure it out. There's so many, I think we just covered what, like six of the main, like six fields and when you and I have done them all right from <laughs> food to weddings to, um, you know, maybe not everything. I know there's, there's yeah, plenty yeah. more out there. Yeah. Um, but probably some of the main ones for like, I mean, I just yesterday went on, you know, there's like mama talk, a Facebook group. Um, and whenever one person says, are there any family photographers out there? I mean, it blows up like a hundred comments. I'm like, that is my, that, that's my field. That's, that's my competition out there. And I have still put my name on just in case somebody else is reading this thread mm-hmm. and I'll get the call sometimes. And I think, yeah. okay, so it's still, it's, you can there you can be a lot of competition out there, but you can still find that joy in saying, you know what, that's okay though. We're all boosting each other up and we're all here and I don't look at them actually as competition. I think, hey, I can't do everybody's everybody's no. photography this year and we're gonna figure this out and and then when it becomes too much, hopefully I have there's other like again with sports and other things, there's there's something out there for everybody. It really is. Yeah, oh yeah. You're only one person, so like you can't how far are you going to compete like until you burn out you know you can't worry about other people being in the same field because you can only handle so much you know and and there's enough of it it's going to keep coming yeah like you said it'll it'll fill your cup or it won't or and maybe some people just need to travel a ton and they take those amazing photos and that's enough for them to to um to be just a, a photographer that that that's their main focus i think we all just will find it and I'll just keep keep grinding after what it is, whether it's full time, part time, or just get just get out there and do it. I would say, if anything, that's the that's the really the fun, the joy is finding what it is that brings that spark and that joy. Yeah, perfect. Well, thank you. This is a extra extra long episode for four hundred, and I'm so glad to share it with you because we've been on this journey together for a long time. So, yay. Wouldn't want to be here with anybody else, Natalie. This is awesome. Holy, you're having me. You're so, you're so <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay, I'm turning this off now. Okay, bye, everybody. Hey, photographers, tired of staring at a blank screen when writing emails? Seventeen Hats has introduced a game-changing AI email writing feature called Hattie. Now, with just the click of a button, you can create polished, professional emails. So whether you're responding to leads or building templates, Hattie will elevate your communication game with the power of AI. It's just one more way 17 Hats helps you manage your business better. So go try 17 Hats for seven days for free and use code PHOTOBIZHELP for 50% off your first year. That's up to a $300 savings. Check it out at 17hats.com. Use code PHOTOBIZHELP. So are you one of those folks that say, ugh, I'm not blogging in my business because it takes so long and I don't know what to say and it's hard to choose photos and it's just a long process and I know I should do it, but I don't. Well, I've been there before, but one of the things that completely changed this game for me is when PickTime rolled out their blog feature early spring in February 2023. It not only allows you to create super, super beautiful 
blog post, but you can do it so, so, so fast working with galleries that you've already uploaded for clients. So there isn't any doubling down on anything. And now they've added AI to this process as well. So you may have your feelings about AI, but if you're one of those people that's like, ugh, I don't know what to say, then let AI write something for you. And then you can add your own little voice and flair to it after it's done. It's a way to get things started. It's a way to help you get past that resistance of trying to get a blog post out or maybe multiple blog posts out. It's just one more feature in PickTime's bajillion amazing features that I think is fabulous. So if you're on the fence about trying PickTime, they are offering you one month free when you upgrade to a paid plan. So you can just try it. And if you find that you don't like any of these awesome features that I always talk about, you can cancel. If you go to pick-time.com, P-I-C-T-I-M-E.com and use the code PHOTOBIZHELP, you get that one month free when you upgrade to a paid plan. So that's pick-time.com, use the code PHOTOBIZHELP and try that one month free and get going on your blog because yes, it's still a relevant thing and it's something that's useful in growing your photo business.